Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Life Well Lived by Amabila Stephen. It's an engaging and enlightening talk show on life, relationships, and the business of life. Grab a cup of juice and just chill. Life Well Lived by Amabila Stephen. Live life. Live fully. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Good to have you on Live Well Lived by Mobile Steven. I'm the AOSU Mobile Steven. Uh, we focus on personal development and self-improvement uh, on Live Well Lived by Mobile Steven. And we occasion expert and professionals who are hard in these topics. Uh, because I come to realize generally that personal development and self-improvement is a lifelong process that we must embrace in life in order for us to bring that which we have in it to the fore. Now, when we begin to look inwards and asking questions about what we really want to become, finding our true identity, Entity, personal development and self-improvement comes to the rescue. And so uh, it's very important for us to focus on personal development in order for us to move from where we are to where we need to be. Today, I have Ulrike Seminati on the show with me. She is the globally operating coach, trainer, and consultant. Now, Ulrike Seminati is going to be talking about how we can communicate with impact. Welcome, Ulrike Seminati, to the show. Yeah, thank you, Mavola, for having me. I'm really, really honored to be here. Thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, we know that communication is the life of any relationship, uh, be it a personal relationship with your family and also in your workplace. So it's a very important um, topic for discussion for this time. So, um, Ubike, what do you think is the most pressing leadership challenges and issues all leaders need to know? Well, there are many things to communication, but let's start with, I would say, the one thing that I think people can change very quickly if they really want to, to improve their way of how they communicate with others. And that's about listening. It's very simple. <laughs> Usually when we think about communicating with impact, you know, it's a very strong word, impact. Uh, it sounds as if um, you should send out a very strong message and you think about the best arguments ever and you deliver that. Whereas what I realize in my trainings with clients, it's all but that. It's exactly the opposite, actually. It's really about listen first and listen carefully and listen to understand and just try to switch off this whole huge chatterbox in your head while you're listening, where you think already about, oh, what will I say then? What's my next question? Yeah, just have the courage to only listen. It's very difficult. Most of the time we don't do that. And when you start doing that, you will connect immediately with someone on a very different level. And your answer will come also from a different place. It's not coming from your whatever strategic place, how you want to position yourself now, which is not landing emotionally with the other person anyway. You will come from a place where it's like, ah, this is what this person needs. This is what this person can hear. This is what they will understand. And you will say something different and in a different way. And you will realize that, that there's really magic happening when you just stop thinking about what is the best answer that I can give 
and move to, hey, let's just first of all connect and listen and just be fully, fully present in the moment of the discussion that you have with that person. Right. And now see, talking about uh, uh, communicating with impact, uh, talking about effective messaging. Now, if a leader knows what he wants to say, how can, how can he understand what his teams are interested in? Tough one, you say? Yeah, I think people people most of the time have an idea of how the others are. And good leaders know their people well. Leaders who are not so good might know them only on a very superficial level, but even then you have an idea. What I usually work with is I use a system of um, motivational drivers of our limbic brain. Yeah, it's a little bit similar to four personality styles. So it's like, you know, you have people who are really um, who are really motivated by dominance, by status, power, visibility, giving direction. They would like to have control. Many leaders have a lot of these traits, a lot of these inner motivators. However, it turns out that like 70% of the global population is not at all like that. <laughs> 70% of people all around the world, no matter which culture and average, need stability, need security, are reliable people, usually don't overpromise, are detail-oriented, maybe analytical, love to plan and all of that. And when you come in from your perspective of, wow, that's a fantastic growth opportunity. We now need to go on this new project. We'll be exciting. We'll do that. 70% in average of your team will not be able to hear that. They hear it, but they hate it as soon as you speak the words. <laughs> because what they want to hear is something different. They want to feel safe. They want to know, okay, but what's in it for me in terms of safety, continuity, stability? And I know that in a world where change is just a normal thing, for people like that, it's really hard to navigate the change all the time. And when you are you want to bring teams on board as a leader, think about who is in your team, how many of these people really need stability. And you will see oftentimes these are the reliable people, the calmer people most oftentimes as well. And you need to come up with a different dictionary in that sense. Yeah? And you need to listen also a bit to what they use as words. What will they ask for when you come with words like achievement and growth opportunity and performance? They will probably say, yes, but how do we maintain or how do we avoid the risk that everything goes all over the place? When people ask that, probably they have that need for security and you need to switch to what, what their language is. You can speak about then instead of saying it's a huge growth opportunity, you can say, hey, as the company is growing, we will we will continue and uh, we, will, uh, we will create more business continuity. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds different than performance or overperforming it sounds compelling to someone who needs stability and actually it is a reality too it's not that you're lying you just come from their perspective and that's what good communication is about because when you come from your perspective your message is tailor-made to the single person on this planet who will never get it and that is you so you need to shift the perspective. You need to get into the perspective of others. You need to, to think about that really carefully. Who are they? What do they need? What have I heard from them in the past? You know, where was the resistance and why? And if you don't know, well, you have to ask. And what I said in the beginning, when you ask, really carefully listen to understand what they are saying, not to give a good answer, but to really just understand what they're saying to you. And then you draw your conclusions on how you should communicate with your team. All right. Now, so how can leaders then, how can they shift to communicating in a way that builds trust and buy-in? 
Yeah, well, that's exactly the point. Um, so to get buy-in, yes, you need to speak the language of the other people, which language I mean, it's this, this famous, it, you can imagine it really like a dictionary. We all have words we are attracted to and we have words which we don't like, which we feel that's a threat for me. And think about that. For some people, everything that is new, they love it. So there you can come with, oh, it's a great innovation. It's fantastic growth. We get into the unknown. We will discover new things. They will love that. But you have the others, and that's a majority, who really, really don't like these words, and they get afraid. And when they get afraid, they will not buy in. And they will lose trust because they will feel fear, and they will be, feel threatened, and they will think, oh, God, oh, God, better better not to go too far into that. And I will try to avoid that topic. I will try to avoid to invest myself too much in this project, for example. So you need to speak that language. And consistently also then stick to your word. I mean, it's an obvious thing when it comes to trust, but I know that for leaders, it's very, very hard to stick to their word sometimes because they might think they can, and then something comes from the top and they can't anymore. Yeah. Because things change. And then you're there and like, oh God, I promised this. And now I cannot stick to that, for example. So it's really about being just more honest. I know that many leaders fear transparency because they think that when people know too much, then I don't know what they, they, they think that it's dangerous some way and that they as a leader lose control. Whereas it's really exactly the opposite. If you are not transparent, you have no control. So, of, so whatever, because everything ha happens in the background. You cannot hear what people are saying about you, about the project, about everything. So it's really about just have the courage to be more transparent and to say as well openly, hey, I would love to promise you that, but I can't. I would love to have a project that is maybe more smoother, more human or nicer, but I can't handle that. So how can we now as a team do something for us so that we get through this together in a way that we feel better about it and create the teamwork? This is how you create trust and buy-in because people feel empowered. They can contribute with their strengths not making out of them something that they are not. You know, a, a change-resistant person who is security-oriented will never be a huge early adopter of any new idea that comes. That comes. They will never be. But they are the person who will carry it through over time. Once they are on board, then you have them with you, and then they get your most reliable partners within the change, actually. And I think there needs to be a shift in how we see these different profiles. Right. Thanks, Ulrike, for sharing that with us. Now, so what do you think uh, is the most common mistakes uh, that leaders uh, make when they communicate with their teams? I think they believe that when it's logical for them, it's logical for the team. <laughs> you know, I hear that so often. But my message was crystal clear, was all clear, wasn't it? Even a one-line a one, uh, email, you know, a really simple sentence can lead to a ton of misunderstandings. Because people come from there. They make a huge interpretation. And so that's the number one mistake to just think when it's clear to me, it's clear to others. It never actually is is everybody can understand the simplest message in at least four different ways. So think about first, how can this be seen from a profile that is totally opposite to you? How would such a person see it? And maybe you want to ask. I mean, that's the best thing to do. Go to the person who you think is most different from you 
and ask what they understand when you when you say this is one sentence I want to say or this is an email that I want to send what do you understand what do you read and they will be will be really surprised that <laughs> what they read is not at all what you as a sender thought that you are sending out there are a lot of nuances that lead to a lot of misunderstandings Right. Uh, so um, and now still talking about communicating, uh, communicating and talking about the role of leaders, uh, you know, personal, the right um, communication to their teams. So how can leaders, how can they shift to communicating the way that build up? Now, so uh, the question is, um, what is the main element that we systematically overlook when we try to convince others? Mm. Well, we systematically overlook the other people's perspective. You know what I do in my trainings? I do a very simple thing. I First of all, I explain different personality styles. People then kind of see which personality style they are. And then I ask them to sell a house. It's a simple thing, a house, yeah, you would say, <laughs> to sell a house to the opposite personality style. And you wouldn't imagine how, how difficult that is. And how hard people find it to find just more than two or three compelling arguments for the other profile. And it's just a house, you know, and a house has a lot of features. You could speak about the, what's inside, what's outside, what's in the garden, what's in the neighborhood, what's in the garage. I mean, there's so many things. And yet I see that for people, it's very hard to even find two arguments when they need to shift the perspective and step into the shoes of an opposite profile. So I, I think doing that as an exercise on simple things first, that would really, really help. And it's not done overnight. You will not just now while you listen to that say, hey, cool, I do that from tomorrow onwards. Do it. But you will see you need to really learn that step by step. And when you think that you already made a big step on the other side, you will realize that you're not even halfway there. And it's an exercise that, that you really need to start practice, 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 just start thinking differently, thinking from another perspective and really ask people what they think about different subjects, which you have topics that you have, burning topics in your team, maybe. You need to get into a dialogue and this is where you can see different perspective and learn from that and then try to shift and step into the other people's shoes, what, what we call empathy actually, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's not natural. We don't do that naturally. It's a process which you need to learn and it takes time to invest in the beginning, but it really pays off after a while when you're doing that for a few months. Ulrike, do you have any exciting news or any projects in the pipeline uh, you would like for my audience to know about? Yes. So when somebody wants to read more about this, I have an e-guide, which is called Mastering the Art of Persuasion. <laughs> so you can find it just by going on my website, ulrikaseminati.com. You can also find me when you put in leadingchangeconversations.com. It's maybe easier to memorize because there's also my new podcast, which I will launch end of this year. So coming up in the next weeks That's about amazing. leading change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. I will I will interview people from corporate jobs and corporate positions on a specific change scenario and challenge they had with people, how to bring these people on board and what they could do differently in that. And that is a very, a very real life, uh, real life podcast this time. Yeah, <laughs> that's good news. And that's good to know. I uh, wish you best of luck in that project and the subsequent ones, uh, Ubike Seminati. Uh, any parting word you'd like to share? Any what? Parting word? Ah, for last word? Last yes. word is really, think about, how to say, don't ruminate too much in your head when you communicate. 
focus on the outside, you know, send all your energy to the person or people in front of you, instead of thinking, how do I look? <laughs> what will I say? Oh God, I'm nervous. And what if I make a mistake? Forget all of these thoughts and really focus on the people and have the courage to then just spontaneously let out of your mouth what is coming out then and you will be surprised what's happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you once again, Ulrike Seminati, a globally operating coach, trainer and consultant who is there to talk about uh, how we can communicate with impact online world. I wish you best of luck once again, Ulrike Seminati. Thank you, Mavala, for having me. All right. It's a pleasure once again. Thanks for sharing your time and your thoughts on the topic of discussion. If you'd like to catch up when you miss episodes of Live Well Lead, you can do so on any cross promotion platforms or distribution platforms to bump into. And do have a great time as you listen to experts share their thoughts, uh, wisdom, um, principles to live by on any topics or subjects on the personal development and self-improvement. I need to always stay safe. I talk to you soon.